This week on Prequel Sequel Remake. Hey, that slugger, it's me, your dad, Jack Frost. Smoke crystal meth? No, 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 no. Why, you got some? Dude, did someone get the license plate of that guy? And now here's something we hope you really like. Don't miss Prequel Sequel Remake. Some movies shouldn't exist. Let's pretend they do. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Ports. And I'm Scott Hanshu. And welcome once again to the one and only podcast where a few guys uh, sort of write movies to movies that don't have prequels, sequels, and remakes and, and uh, perform them in, in their entirety. Beginning to end. So strap in. <laughs> yeah. You're in for a bumpy ride. And you yeah. already knew that because you've been here before, but if you haven't, Welcome aboard. Yeah, I hope this is your first one because I feel, I feel that we get better every time. Nice. Yeah, I, nice. I, I also think that. Yeah, it's well, it's because this podcast is fine art, and we are just refining our technique over time. Refining, re with the fine, exactly. Yeah, I chose so, the word on purpose. So yeah. it's the holiday season. Yeah, but uh, to celebrate, um, we decided we would we would tackle a few holiday themed movies. And when you say holiday themed movies, let's be let's be real fucking Christmas movies. Yeah. They're all fucking Christmas movies. Yeah, it's it's not, a sanitized term. Yeah, and we're not being those people that refuse to say happy holidays out of Oh, absolutely like, not. It's just that there are 99% of the movies that are called holiday movies are Christmas movies. I can think of two Hanukkah films, and one of them is The Hebrew Hammer. That's, and the other one is Adam news. Sandler. Crazy nice. Oh, yes. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, email us. Let me know yeah, if there's other know ones that are Hanukkah. way better. There's got to be better ones than that. There, that's that's, almost, that's insulting to, to me, and I'm not yeah. Jewish <laughs> even. <laughs> yeah, no. But, um, um, yeah, we're not tackling religion today. We are tackling another film, and uh, Desmond... <laughs> Yeah, Coleman is actually like uh, it takes place during the holidays, but definitely not super religious. No. Almost a religious in a yeah. way. No, but, definitely, uh, definitely broad appeal. Like every family BS. Yeah, just like inclusive holiday. I'm sorry. Inclusive Christmas movie, yeah. whatever that means. Yeah, it's explicitly about Christmas, which I had forgot. Until revisiting, honestly, uh, it's uh, easy to forget. Uh, uh, it's like, uh, am I thinking is there just Christmas in here because it's snowing? But anyway, the film is Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. I know everyone's favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a hol- venerated holiday classic. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's so the serial killer gets melted down into snow and then reconstitutes into a snowman for some reason, <laughs> and then seeks call. revenge on the town. Ta- oh wait, that has a sequel where. Jack Frost goes Hawaiian. Is ooh, is that really yes. a sequel to Jack? Is it's Jack, Jack Frost? Like, it's Jack Frost. It's just called Jack Frost too. But they go to like a tropical like Hawaiian resort, and he's there. For yeah, the remember reason. the cover, the VHS cover, and was all shiny. He's like wearing the sunglasses, and he's yeah. got a lay on, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah, as you've probably surmised, because yeah, I, I imagine anyone who's listening at this point. Knows about the confusion between the two Jack Frosts. Yeah, there's this one with Michael Keaton, the family-friendly holiday film, and then there's uh, the the 1997 one, like the year before. Year before, yeah. A uh, 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 C grade uh, slasher film, right? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen them except bits and pieces. Or like oh, a really, I have a really shitty quality trailer on some like early internet site. I actually did a, a double feature when I was rewatching this Jack <laughs> Frost. So <laughs> I rewatched the Jack Frost the the 98 Jack Frost for the show and then immediately after I was like let's go for Jack Frost 97 see what happens <laughs> and like there's a lot of tie-ins spoiler alert in in Jack Frost um 98 um um 
um, what's his name? Michael Keaton's, you know, character. He he dies. Yeah. And then he comes back as a snowman. Um, and it's very like you know, it's like a year later that he comes back as a snowman. Yeah. First of all, what was he doing in that year off? Who knows? But uh, Netherworld, uh, Scott, the Netherworld. But there's also a snowy road car crash origin story in the '97 Jack Frost. As well, yeah, is, it, is it really and a Charles Lee Ray Chucky type situation? Where's this? Yeah. Well, it basically like uh, some you know government you know secret bio weapon no. you know truck goes <laughs> off the edge and and then that that mutates this this serial killer who they were transporting into like a homicidal snowman character. It's it's way better than '98 Jack Frost. <laughs> it is. That. It it's is. actually got some like you know campy gore stuff and you know it's you know, I know that classic. Classic, you know, high school kids camp, you know, I, I, horror movie. I like to quantify that as a, uh, a a vid store pick because it's that fucking movie you always saw on the shelf. Yes, at the yes. Video oh store. my god. Same it with it, Dirty Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they were both coming. They were both always in stock. Always in stock, <laughs> and you just like it's a memorable box, and you just like ah. Not today. It's all about those yeah. memorable boxes. But, um, but, but anyway. Yeah, Desmond, give us a little rundown uh, uh, of what film, happens this in film, this. <laughs> <laughs> this film was directed by Troy Miller, and I looked into him. Uh, pretty accomplished TV director. Yeah, he's Lots a really good comedian. Really great director. TV credits. Horrible feature film credits. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber-er, mm-hmm. When Harry Met Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on the other one? This one? Uh, it was this. Shit. Um... I, I should have written it down. But the TV stuff, he did like a bunch of like Arrested Development and Parks and Rec and Mr. Show. Yeah. Like, and oh, no, he Flight of the Run, Con- Ronnie, Run. Oh, he Mr. did. Mr. Show, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. Uh, Flight yes. of the Concords. Like, he's a very accomplished TV director, but he also directed this, and this is not very good. So, you know, yeah, Troy. Well, yeah, Troy Miller. Stay in your, stay in your fucking wheelhouse, asshole. Anyway, um... It's a general synopsis of the movie. <laughs> Shots of fire. Uh, just like my girlfriend was telling me I shouldn't do. Uh, um, Jack Frost is the story of Jack Frost, Michael Keaton, an inattentive father who still is holding on to dreams of becoming a successful blues musician despite, A, being in his mid-40s, Mid to late 40s. <laughs> That's being generous. B, the year being 1998. <laughs> Due to his deranged obsession with his music <laughs> career, Jack accidentally drives off a cliff during a snowstorm. His wife, Kelly Preston, wife of John Travolta, so sane she is, and son, unknown child actor, try their best <laughs> to live their lives without this massive disappointment of a money sink around to take priority of everything. One night, his son builds a snowman and plays a single note on a harmonica, which somehow brings Jack back to life as a snowman? Stupid fucking hijinks ensue, and everyone grows as a person, I guess. Also, Henry Rollins is in there for some reason. Yeah, he's the ornery coach character. He's yeah. hamming it up, too. It's just like, like, he's doing a shtick. I'm yeah. just like, Henry Rollins, what are you doing <laughs> You're here? You're not playing a neo-Nazi? <laughs> Speaking oh. of Mr. Show, there are actually a bunch of Mr. Show uh, people making cameos in, in Jack Frost, yeah, which uh, is kind of interesting. Uh, Paul, Paul Elf Tompkins is in there. John uh, Enos plays... Uh, a role as like just a random truck driver, the and also if you know, if you notice on a TV spot, uh, David Cross is clearly the voice yep. of, a, of a character on the TV spot. Uh, oh, really? Troy Miller, 
Yeah. That's actually, yeah, that's yeah, the link. That's the definitely. Connection. No, we think, yeah. So uh, that, 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 that is making more sense to me now. Also, all of the Zappa family yeah. Yeah. in it for some just dweezil came out moon unit and the other one. Came out. I love that name. Moon unit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> this movie is kind of like a, a weird thing where it's like, I can't imagine this is anybody's passion project. It's just sort of like a conglomeration of oh. like professionals, like just booking a gig. You know, like, oh, yeah, Jack Frost. Yeah, we'll book that for, you know, this year. I'm going to get some kind of me segment in there. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's um, like, I, I have to wonder if, like, if this movie hadn't tanked, which uh, we'll get into details there, if, if this might have actually launched, if this was, you know, the bid to launch uh, uh, Michael Keaton's you know, blues career, yeah. you know? like It was uh, kind of like a, 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 a pilot, so to speak. Like, oh, a way to test the waters. Yeah, see if people, you know, like this. I saw it a, di- a different way, at least with the Michael Keaton star power, because I looked into it, and it was, uh, uh, oh man, it was George Clooney, Alec Baldwin, Dennis Quaid, Ken- Kevin Costner, Kurt Russell, and Mel Gibson were all considered for the title role, <laughs> which didn't work out, because... You throw Michael Keaton in that that mix, like in terms of star power of that time. It's like, yeah, you're all pretty. I don't know. You all could be kind of interchangeable in a way, or I could see all of you doing this stupid ass movie. And I really think it was like whoever they caught in the right mood at the time. It was like Michael Keaton, you know, just had breakfast and was happy. He said (laughs) yes. You know, I'm sure like it's like they perched Kurt Russell and like barked at him. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. You know. So a little note about all of that. Um, So George Clooney was signed on to be Jack Frost at some point. The puppet was designed to look like George Clooney, which is why the puppet looks nothing like Michael Keaton. (laughs) But George Clooney turned it down to do Batman and Robin. Which Michael Keaton was coming from? That's uh, so. I know so it's a weird connection, from. right? Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, they failed on making that fucking snowman look like George Clooney. Oh yeah, I read that too, and it was just like. You were worried this looked too much like him? <laughs> they, they, they failed on making it look like anything relatable. Yeah. I mean, the the snowman is. Uh, not very interesting as far as like a creature character to, to pop up in a movie. I actually think that the movie gets a lot less interesting once they introduce the snowman, which oh. is the namesake of the movie, which really shows you how bad the movie is. You better watch yeah. your back, little Jack Frost. One day you might become a snowman. <laughs> Wagging yeah. your finger. Yeah, <laughs> side note, the, the, this fucking snowman shows up 40 minutes into the movie. Dude, it's fucking... It's a what? long slog. I feel like rewatching. I was like, I forgot how much of this is Michael Keaton being a shady blues musician. Okay, so what is cringier? <laughs> is it the cringy family comedy with the snowman, or is it the cringy, like... Non-family snowman comedy. It's like, oh. like when, Mike, when Michael Keaton comes back, he takes a bus home. This fucking loser. He gets <laughs> off as a, a bus, and he's like... Him and his wife are playing like they don't know each other and doing a fucking shtick, and it's just so. I thought he got out of a cab. Was it a cab? It was a cab. Yeah, okay. That's all right. That's okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He was. To drive. be fair, he was probably fucking loaded. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, but but he gets out and they're like, it's like, oh hey hey there stranger, who are you? And, and it's just like, what what's this little fucking shtick? I, I I refer to it as gooey. Just yeah. gooey. Yes. Oh yeah. That was the perfect word. Yes. Just yeah. play. And, it's, and, it's, and, it's schmaltzy. Yes. Yeah, it's schmaltz. like a well polished turd, but gooey. Or the That's kid the playing, pl- uh, 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 tricking his mom out the the report card, and she's like, woo, and pins it, and she's like, you get the. Brains for me, and it's just like I fucking hate family comedy. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, no, it's awful. It's it's not it's not good. Uh, um, 
uh, actually, like we haven't mentioned him either, uh, but the best friend role of of uh, Mac MacArthur. Oh yeah, someone named you that. Mac MacArthur, <laughs> played by Mark Addy of uh, uh, Robert Baratheon himself. Yeah, in, uh, Viva Rock Vegas Flintstones, <laughs> the good the good one. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> Mark Addy. Mark Addy rules. The good one. <laughs> Wait, is what? that a sequel? To yes, sequel Viva to Rock the, Vegas. I never saw it. It's fucking terrible. Oh, I never knew there was they're a both sequel. Awful. The second one is appreciably worse, but they're both. Horrible. But there's a whole Vegas baby theme, uh, but with like all the still the dinosaur puns and shit, and it's, just like, it's awful. Dude, well, like they went to Vegas and had Rock babies. Vegas. It's a prequel. It's how oh, he met. He met oh. fucking he, he Betty, met and, Wilma, Betty and Wilma. Barney. Yeah, uh, Barney is uh, is the the Baldwin, the dumbass Daniel Baldwin, Baldwin, the stupid fucking Neanderthal Baldwin. It's true of most of them. There we go again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, let's not speak of the Neanderthals. They actually were, were proven to be very very intelligent. I mean, yeah. Let, talking about Flint. You know, I, let, I know. Let, I'm just let, saying, for you know, in defense yeah. of Neanderthals. Let, let, let's rope it back here a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that I don't love talking about Rock Vegas. Um, yeah, the Matt character. Um, trying to hit that. You're trying to hit that. In many online synopses, it says he was, I but like I, 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 at the end, I think he's finally, like, you know, ingratiated into the family, but yeah. I don't think he... I, I, honestly, It didn't honestly, feel natural. Mac's my favorite character in the whole fucking thing. That's a... Fuck... You just love Robert Baratheon. You, it is Robert Baratheon rubbing off on you. I was talking about this just last night. I really do love Robert <laughs> I Baratheon. I know you love Robert <laughs> Baratheon. Um, but, but I do love Mark Addy as well, and I do love... Um, uh, Mac. Mac. Mac yeah, MacArthur. Yeah, yeah. He's the best friend. <laughs> yeah. He's my best friend. He's yeah, my best he friend. I've known him for many years. He would never do anything to betray me. Cut the, <laughs> cut the brakes on that car. That's yeah, why. Right. No, it's because the windshield wipers weren't working. Oh, yeah. That's set up early on the, yeah, the film. It's, and it's stupid. It's like, um, hey, thanks for making us all drive out here. And then all of a sudden, when we're almost there, deciding to fucking have a heart and go back to your family. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Fun family movie. Uh, 40 minutes of Michael Keaton being alive, and then he dies unceremoniously. <laughs> and then he turns into a snowman, and he's a snowman that only the sun gets to see. There, there's that part where, like, he. Not the wife. There's that part. We also left behind. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll get to that in a sec, because I have many feelings about that. But there's that part when he's walking home from school, like, it, when it's like, it's been a year since he died, and he, like, trips over the little bit of ice, and he just starts punching it and trying to destroy it. And and his mom like comes over crying. He's like, "It's okay. I'll drive over it. I'll drive over it." He's like, "He died because his windshield wipers weren't working. It wasn't. He didn't like it's hit okay. black ice." It's okay. I miss him too. I miss him too. But yeah, no. The, the, he like spends the whole time as a snowman hiding from his wife. Like he like he's like totally cool with his son. Making testicle butt jokes about his fucking. Oh, he looks down like he, he becomes a snowman and looks down where his penis will be, and he looks up and makes a face. And, and then like, the, the bullies like making fun of him. He's like, "Your your dad's dead," or whatever. He's like, "Well, your dad's also dead." It's like, "Oh yeah, you're right. I guess it's better to have snow dad than no dad." And it's That's like, exactly what. He yeah, said. he does say yeah. that. He does. You the man. I'm the snowman. Uh, uh, so, the so basically, this this plot, the plot is so thin that basically Michael, you could you could say it in a sentence. Michael T. Keaton turns into a snowman. Races around on a sled and then crosses over to the afterlife. That's like all that happens in this fucking movie. There's that moment in the like after they've been having fun all day where he gets hella serious. He's like, and now I want to talk to you about your schoolwork. And it's just like you're having fucking fun snowman hijinks. You're about to fucking just like dog on your kid out out of nowhere. It's just like buzzkill, dad. Like you need need to fucking you need to get back on the team and and, and focus on your your studies. It's just like. Like Ah, I- I'm sorry. I'm, so- I'm sorry, Dad. I'll have school next year. Um, is my dad gonna come back from the dead again? 
next year? Can I can I fuck around for a few months with my fucking snowman dad before he melts? Inopportune moment, just to chew his son out. Yeah, it's like fuck off. Fuck off, dude. Look, he's in like sixth grade. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter till high school. <laughs> just get to high school. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I hate this fucking. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so. I want to talk about the snowball fights because there's like two big ones in the movie and it's like one of the opening scenes and it's this huge like weaponized like across fields massive snowball fight involving like a hundred children and like yeah yeah it, like it comes out of fucking nowhere but and then like it's weird because he beats the bully character right away in that first scene which you think you know screenwriting 101 the bully will get over him and he'll have like a good attitude about it but he's like final act of the movie uh, he's, he's come he's grown as a person he beat the snow the fucking bully at the snowball fight but then there's a second snowball fight in the movie where jack frost joins in and a man made of snow is hucking snow at children now my question to you guys is that fucked up it almost seems like quasi cannibalistic in a way. Right? Like, you know, like, I don't know if that's the right word, but like, he's, he could be any part of the snow. He's essentially throwing <laughs> hunks of his skin at the children. Yeah, can you imagine he's throwing just like flesh bombs? <laughs> of, like, like, it's like something Gumby does. Oh, it is something Gumby does. <laughs> yeah, man. Gumby's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, they made Gumby's feet extra wide because it's easier to stand him up that way. Yes, yeah. yes it is. I know that because I have a Gumby toy. And it's yeah. like, you never fall. Everything else will, but you don't. <laughs> Your nice little, uh, uh, um, I don't know, like, Polygon fucking legs. Yeah. Oh, Dumby. However, he sounds. Um, worth noting that we're from the, uh, uh, California. We, we snow fight, Rare. ball fights are kind of a novelty to us. I don't really know how it is, but I'm always just like, uh, this is going to be a thing. In, in, a, in a family film, there's going to be a big snowball standoff. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, kids mimicking war moves. It's it was not thing. They're talking about. They're talking about like some war maneuver that they learned in school. Yeah. Early on, it's like yeah, yeah it's, Custer's last stand. Something. Yeah, it's fuck a kid. Yeah, Must it's be one of them, snowball uh, civil war right here. Southern schools. Uh, southern. Uh, yeah, all that snow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, 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 <laughs> Texas. Custer's last stand. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. I don't know. Is there is there anything else we want to like uh, talk about in this movie? Yeah, we, one we, thing. Yeah, um, uh, one thing that I don't think we, we talked about enough is that uh, the Jack Frost band itself sucks so much ass. Oh um, boy, so oh, goddamn lame. There's something I hate. Just is so when, overproduced studio <sighs> musician lose. garbage. I hate when movie logos make their way in onto the screen. It's mm. just like that's the thing in my world. That's yeah. not the thing. I, I actually kind of hate when they use the logo they use in promotion in the opening titles too. Just use a regular font, you know. Yeah. Don't don't get cute with me and yeah. your fucking wording. But yeah, it's just Jack Frost and the logo you see on the poster is banned. It just looks so stupid. <laughs> People yeah. are loving this shitty rendition of Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. Sung by a man named Jack Frost. Is that the like allure? Yeah. By the way, no one is ever like no one except for himself like addresses the fact that like he's a snowman named Jack Frost. He's like what? He's like why did I become <laughs> right. a snowman? Is it because my name's Jack Frost? <laughs> That's stupid. That's a line of dialogue. Like that meta moment where the screenwriter's like, I'm going to pay for this. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe to bring it in conclusion, if that kid sucks so much ass and he's better at hockey, maybe his dad would have wanted to be around. Oh, God. Oh, Desmond. <laughs> Jesus. Just go ahead and victim blame. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
All right, uh, Scott Hanshu, would you recommend Jack Frost? No, I, I can't say that I do. <laughs> Don't it's... be a drag. Then your dad will want to stay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my God maybe, you should, maybe you should spend a little more time trying to, uh, you know, be at the studio with dad. Uh, learn how to, you know, clean up after the band. When he gives his kid this, this speech, yeah, that's what I want to bring up. The speech is like, yeah, I care about you, but I want to talk to you about my dream. Oh, and, and how that does, matters most. He does do that. Oh, oh, I'm going to miss Christmas with you and mom because I have to do this thing. But Which, by the way, mom is the breadwinner. Ain't no way right. they're paying for that house, that like four-bedroom house, mm-hmm. with his what, his $200 he makes twice a month. Like, I actually got to give uh, uh, Gabby, Gabby Frost a lot of credit because she seems financially totally all together. Because it's so obviously, yeah. She's she, the rock she's, the family needs. Yes, exactly. He's a fucking loser, and she's probably had, had it long before he died. Yes, Blessing but in disguise. if she weren't constantly upset with him, you know, and his uh, uh, deadbeat dad behaviors and, and, you know, like dreams of being a musician, then he would not have had the, the fodder for the lyrics for the songs that he wrote. Where he's like, don't lose your faith in me, baby. Fuck. Oh, God, that <laughs> one sucks, <God>. too. Um, <laughs> Two sequences in that yeah. 40 minutes are fucking, it's, it's like the room. Oh, look, up, look, up that, look at the soundtrack. The soundtrack is loaded. Like, they oh. were trying to sell Michael soundtrack. Oh, yeah, they had Hanson uh, uh, all over wrote, that. He wrote yeah. two of the songs performed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ooh. prestige film. There's the scene where he's building the snowman, and they use the entirety of Fleetwood Mac's landslide ah. while he's building the snowman. He's like, hey, you pick the most on-the-nose, like, Sad remembrance, like wistful song, and B. I didn't need four minutes of him building a snowman. I could have had a shot of him looking out of the snow, maybe one of rolling up a ball, and the next one's him putting the hat on. No one's gonna wonder what the journey was to get the snowman. Everyone knows how it goes. You build the big ball. <laughs> it's literally like every step. <laughs> to bring it around, bit say we none of us recommend this. No, movie. you've either seen it or you haven't. There's no reason to go check it out, but if you really must, check it out to share our rage and listen to our podcast again after. Uh, uh, it's on HBO Go right now. Yeah, it is. Our um, podcast? No. Oh, okay. That'd be pretty sweet. So then we'd be making. Say, I didn't hear about. It would be this. not sweet because we wouldn't. We we wouldn't have known about it. Like, oh, oh, actually, well, Peter would have. So yeah, I'll be good. So. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we'd be making more than dollars. But anyways, um, yeah, we all don't recommend this. Don't watch it. It's not fun. It's one yeah. of the only holiday movies that doesn't have a prequel, sequel, remake. That's why we picked it. That yeah. and I just think that the moral of the movie is just. Just, what? there's no just, moral. I know, but I mean, like the moral compass, I should say, is just oh, like yeah. a, this wandering sort of like mishmash of what the hell am I supposed to learn from this? Be, be yourself, but also be good to your family, but also chase your dreams, but also know stand up for yourself, yeah. but also. If know you, that there's you, no there's no possible way you could balance a creative life on the road and family life. If, I mean, if there's you, no way to do. Yeah, it. that's that's the moral. If you really love Michael Keaton and you really love pathetic bleach jobs and you, <laughs> and you really and you really just want to see him do his average everyman shtick and like, go watch Multiplicity. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the only time you'll ever hear yeah, me recommend really, multiplicity. I don't know. Which we can do. We can do. We, we should do. Okay. We should do multiplicity. Okay, I, I'm, That's a very interesting movie. I'm down. I, I don't know if Michael Keaton is like a father, but like I do not buy him as a dad. <laughs> like one bit in this movie is just like, I don't know. Yeah, no, you don't no, seem like yeah, a dad. The, you seem like some weird guy who shows a star. You know? Yeah. And goes back on the road. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's even got like fucking earring. Um, <laughs> yes, he does have the and, one. And, and what appears earring. to be like lipstick on his lips. 
lips in some of the scenes, like like he was just making out with someone. It's it's kind of weird. It's like, what is wrong with this? Anyway, is there yeah. a scene of the snowman drinking a beer? Does the snowman ever get a beer in the movie? That would have been a perfect fucking Bud Light fucking you know. No, no, the snowman needs to drink a Coca Cola. You guys get yeah. that cross promo. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. You're, but, yeah. But yeah. Speaking of promo, oh, are we? Is this the part where we talk about? How you can go to prequelsequelremake.com. You can hit support for all that holiday shopping that you're doing. You just go and you hit that support. That's going to be the Amazon affiliate link. And it's going to bring you to a place that you all know that you're going to shop online for stuff. And then it gets to get a little bit of kickback just to the PSR team. Yeah. Here. Um, um, yeah, if you want to... That, that's what you were going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, that, that was pretty much it. I wasn't going to do the whole bit where we pretend that we're discovering it for the first no, time. No, in fact, we probably go on a little we're bit. Honest we do. We're as Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're as honest as Tony Montana himself, so don't be a fool. Mon- yeah, the Mon- world is ours. Yeah. <laughs> I trust me. Everything in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so now that we've just ran through that, which I'm fine with, um, let's go on to the prequel, which is this week, I believe, is Mr. Scat Handshoot. <gasps> I don't know if we ran through that. That was like 25 minutes. No, I meant through the ad, <laughs> but yeah. Not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, we ran through the whole thing like a snowman would run. Which you is, mean like kind of hobble from side to here's side. A, here's <laughs> the other thing about the snowman. <laughs> yeah, the, the, he's, he's like wholly inexpressive as a snowman. He's, he's like the, he kind of winces a little bit here and there. Like you really don't get to relate to him at all. Cause like, yeah. And, and, and. You missed a perfect opportunity uh, to have, like, when he's running around, to have the snowball on the bottom, like, rolling. Oh. Come on. Yeah. Did, did anyone, when he does the little fucking, like, uh, uh, seesaw trick with his ball, did anyone, like, hear the water world music? <laughs> oh, my God. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got you, Charlie. Whoa. Yeah, that's uh, all I could think of. But uh, right, well, it's a deep pull from this show. Well, yeah. Well, let's spring into the prequel here. Mr. Scott Hanshu. Take it away, Scott. Prequel us. Prequel. Winterland. <laughs> Directed by the Coen brothers. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, sweet. I hope a wood chipper is involved. Tagline. <laughs> it's better to have no dad than snow dad. <laughs> Damn it. Tagline two. This dad's on ice. Tagline. (laughs) The sky was as blue as ice. I felt a little tired, so I watched Miami Vice and walked the dinosaur. Oh, Oh, God. God. The dinosaur. Uh, We should just buy the rights to that song. Uh, Yes. Yes, we should. Fine art. Um, (laughs) Fall. 1986. The first flakes of snow begin to fall in Medford, Colorado, a long drive from Denver. The crisp silence of morning air is quickly extinguished as a pale blue 1966 Dodge Charger tears through the frosty, white-ass streets. The car comes to a halt into the stone siding of a wall near the emergency room entry of the Medford General Hospital, crushing a headlight and ruining decor. Medical staff rush out to see what's going on. Jack Frost, Billy Bob Thornton, rolls down the driver's side window, bleary drunk and wearing a real (laughs) slime leather jacket. (laughs) The sound of bottles jostling around in the car can clearly be heard. Uh, Nah, man, you gotta go around. (laughs) In the passenger seat, his wife-to-be, Gabby Frost, Christian Wig, screams in labor. The medical staff rush to her aid. Aren't you coming? 
Oh, uh, yeah, I'll be right up after you. Gotta find parking. Uh, I think I got a, uh, Charlie horse going on. Gabby's labor-induced screaming is rolled into the hospital. Cut to Jack popping off the lid on a personal pint of gin with one flick of his thumb. His breath condensates on the glass as he exhales fresh gin breath on the glass. <laughs> it's warm, too. <laughs> Debbie Reynolds' Tammy plays as we cut to a close-in dolly shot of Jack staring drunk at the birth process in the hospital. <laughs> a Charlie is born. <laughs> Jack is at the bar pounding booze with his irate bandmate Trevor, Paul F. Tompkins, on lead guitar. <laughs> I mean, we had plans, man. We had plans and plans, man. This was supposed to be a badass rock band, and now... All this? A kid? Come on, man! Yeah, I uh, know. And congratulations on the kid, man. Great job, by the way. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, man. Guess we uh, gotta become a dad rock band now. Dad rock? That warm-ass shit? Come on, man. We were supposed to be ice cold. You know, there may be a way for us to do both. Cut to present day. In 1998, the Jack Frost Band is entering the climax of a steamy, or dare I say frosty, dad rock blues band set. What I'm saying is that they were turning it up. They were down. They were on fire. On ice. And blow. Lots of blow. Yeah. You've been using it again, Jack. Cut to Jack Frost doing his best Tom Waits impression and intermittently pouring cups of booze on the people in the front row. It's a pretty trashy scene. As the drums go nuts and the last note is held, Jack Frost screams out, Good night, Temple, Arizona, and I'm a happy fucking train member. It's November 13th. (laughs) Cut to Jack Frost waving down the waitress at the Yucca Tap Room with a handful of drink tickets. The waitress is unusually flirtatious with this sloppy, drunk man. But, I mean, it's Billy Bob Thornton? Jack emerges yeah, from yeah. the table with a coke-dusted nose. Oh, uh, yeah, man, this is going to be the hit. Uh, don't lose your faith in me, baby. Oh, we're going to be so fucking on top. Just lean a little my way. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. The Winterland Tour will have all the fucking money. And all those executive fucks down at Bedford, Colorado Records can suck our dicks. Lou, David Cross, the drummer, pipes up. Yes, Jack, but what if music doesn't work out? I'm not saying that it won't, but just maybe don't put all of your eggs into one basket. I mean, we all have side gigs. I mean... Mac moonlights as an auto mechanic when he isn't playing keyboards. Scott's a part-time truck driver. I have a very successful voice acting career for television spots and movies when I'm not playing the drums. The band is more of a hobby for the rest of us. And we're actually musicians. You just sort of threw into the microphone. What I'm saying is you're a hack fraud, Jack Frost. Cheers. Uh, yeah, cheers. Fuck yeah, Lou. To the Jack Frost band. 
<laughs> just saying it <laughs> fucking pisses me off. That, that first fucking scene where he's like, This is a Jack Frost band. They're killing it. They're loving it. Oh, we dude, gotta oh, sign them. On the radio. Like, these, I mean, these guys are ready to blow up. That, Last that night. It was so great. Yeah. yeah. Don't ask us how we got the recording. <laughs> I mean, these boys fuck. <laughs> Not actual dialogue. Jack Frost <laughs> sips down some Frosty Jack. Focus returns to the stage. Ah, Frosty Jack. God damn it. I'm not going to let that go. Yeah. Focus returns to the stage as middle-aged women and men cheer the next band, the Frosty the Snowman Band, headed by a well-aged George Clooney, just fucking dapper. He and his band are clad in matching holiday sweaters and scarves. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. He says into the mic as their surf dad rock covers of holiday songs, plus some original songs, begin to swoon the baby boomer audience, just grasping for any experience to help them feel alive. <laughs> Jack uh. Frost is staring icicles at George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, staring icicles? Goddamn it, Scott. Suddenly, the waitress is by his side. Jack adjusts his fedora, slaps a fiver down on the table. Well, pilgrims, I must be getting back to the motel. Old Jack Frost here is about to meet the Sandman. Hey, Jack, before you go... Says Mac, his keyboardist and apparent best friend, John <laughs> Enos. <laughs> How is your family doing? Your wife and your son? They seem pretty great. Them? Oh, yeah, they're fine, thanks. Tell Charlie I say hi, okay? Oh, yeah, I'll totally tell my son you said hello, you fucking loner creep. <laughs> what was that? Jack gives a thumbs up and a squint as he wanders away from the table. Cut to Jack banging the waitress by some pile of holiday lights and decor or some shit. A montage begins set to the Jack Frost band hopeful single, Have a Little Fate. Ugh. As a map graphic shows their dot moving from place to place, <laughs> playing balls to the walls, fat, crazy shows in Santa Rosa and Albuquerque. Oh my God. Martinez. Uh, Walnut Creek. Uh, Weekdays till late. Livermore. Saturdays and Sundays till five. Cities in San Francisco Bay. Uh, uh, Burlingame. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Nevada. Uh, <laughs> Montage includes tracking shots of Jack engaging in philandering situations with various venue workers and fans, the band playing their milk toast music, the rival George Clooney band playing their songs and establishing shots of the local scenes set during the holidays. Hey guys, happy holidays. Aww. Jack licks Mac's bald forehead during a keyboard solo, then pounds hard liquor and falls backwards onto the unprepared crowd. Cut to Jack Frost passed out hard on the bathroom floor, a nosebleed fully crusted onto the floor. The pair of soft leather boots walk into the bathroom. A grizzled voice begins speaking. <laughs> you got yourself in quite a pickle there, haven't you, Jack? You got all the notes, but nothing to play. Jack's eyeball rolls open to the blurry and bright figure above him, towering tall to the ceiling, surrounded by a blinding halo of white light. Jack is grumbling to wake state. My name is Sonny Boy Wayne. Son, I want you to have this. Sonny Boy Wayne puts a harmonica in his hand. It's a special harmonica. Some might call it haunted. It's going to give you the power. 
You play it anywhere in the world, and Sonny Boy Wayne gonna hear it. Jack Frost drools lightly on the harmonica. Chanting can be heard. Jack Frost, 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 Jack Frost. Cut to blinding stage spotlights. They are now in Santa Fe. It's November 21st. Jack Frost is adorned in a duster-style coke-white bathrobe fit and white-slit Kanye glasses. He approaches the mic and puts the harmonica to his lips. What follows is an all-out tear-down-the-house cover of Jackpot, a.k.a. Bruno's Bop, by Bruce Willis. Oh. Yeah, guys, oh. now they're rocking. George Clooney is impressed. After the show, George Clooney brings Jack into the green room and shows him off. Hey, everybody, this is Jack Frost. That's Doug, Tyler, Forrest, Tucker, like three members of the Zappa clan, <laughs> and the man of the hour, the most mysterious record producer in history, Cap'n Kid. Aaron Paul as a child. <laughs> Yo, bitch. <laughs> you got a uh, real tight style. Got all that dad rock shit going on. It's tight. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna sign you for real. Hey, but uh, you ever smoke crystal meth? <laughs> Me? Smoke crystal meth? No, 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 no. Why, you got some? <laughs> this shit right here, one taste. You'll be flying high for days. Jack Frost grabs the bag and buries his nose in it. Yo, take it easy, you greedy-ass dad rock bitch. <laughs> I think my favorite moments on the show is when we all just redo monologues from other things we like. <laughs> just in other character voices. Yeah. Well, that's just Jesse's line, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. That cr- shit cracks me up. <laughs> Great Aaron Paul, by the way. Oh, yes. oh thank it, you. It really is. Do you think I would have watched enough fucking... Breaking. Big, Breaking Bad. I've seen this. Seen it through like four or five times. Yeah, that's not even that much. By the way, we consume media these days. No, I mean and it's <laughs> great, but after like the last couple times watching it all the way through, it's like, yeah, no, I know what happens. <laughs> it's like a good. <laughs> I, I get it, bro. It's like a good video game. It's like how many yeah. times can I fucking replay this? Yeah, that's true. Every you know, you put it down for a few years, you come back, yeah. and you're like, ah, what's all this new again? Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Man, you don't space your shit. All that. You're crazy, Scott. Well, I had to just fit the three-page limit. That's such a cheat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I squeeze it together. (laughs) By that fucking... God damn it. (laughs) What the hell of good material out? (laughs) You don't have to cut cut anything out. It's good. You see, you guys, I worked around the three-page limit. It is three pieces of paper. Two of them. Two of them on the back. Oh, wow. That's five. What the fuck is this, dude? (laughs) Holy fuck. We're fucking cheating. I'm looking to that shit seriously. It's fine. I just put it together. I timed it out. It's fine. I timed it out. It's fine. I timed it out. It's totally That's fine. That's cool. My shit's five anyway. What yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. Look at it. this. Yeah, look at this hypocrite over here. <laughs> Never mind. No, it's fine. It's fine. It can be as long as we want. We just yeah. put the limit on there to make it so that it doesn't We've had a few, on. We've, we've had, had some long fucking episodes. We had a, a, a fucking September full of like nine pagers. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Uh. Um, right, full fucking movie treatment. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It's actually a good place to come back in. 
begin the movie's second montage set to the Jack Frost band single, Have a Little Faith, <laughs> depicting Jack's further slide into debauchery. Lots of drinking. No surprise there. Jack is having some more extramarital affairs. Go figure. <laughs> George Clooney writes him some crooked scripts because I guess he moonlights as a doctor? Jack freebases ice in a phone booth while pretending to talk to his family. Jack hurls out the window of a moving car. The next four stops through Greeley, Boulder, Fort Collins, and Telluride are a complete blur. The Jack Frost band keeps playing, but exchange glances with each other, silently wondering how much longer this charade can go on. Cut to Jack and his new tweaker friend, Tanya, bursting into the hotel room in the middle of the night with a harebrained scheme to make holiday wreaths out of old Thanksgiving decorations and lawn clippings. Mac is about to lose his shit, but kindly asks Tanya to leave first. What the fuck is this, Jack? Huh? Well, if you would let Tanya explain... No, I mean you, man. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex for crying out loud, man, you've got to... Well, I'm doing like fucking... <laughs> like Irish? Yes. Yeah. How do I do the British voice? It's, uh, you, come on, Charlie. Yeah, come you, on, Charlie. You were going too nasal and yeah. make it a little more in the throat. Uh, come on... Come on, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, or you could go that way. Right, you come go, on, Charlie. Oh yeah, you can go Liverpool. All the booze, is, the sex. Yeah, you're sounding a lot like yeah, you can, the Lenin. You can do Liverpool, which is way too nasally. Oh, yes. No, no I mean you. Liverpool. No, I mean you, man. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex for crying out loud. <laughs> you sound like wacko. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, you're on the you're on the bridge you to Australia. You could the buffalo room. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're on the bridge to Australia, there, buddy. No, I mean you, man. All the drugs, the drinking, the sex for crying out loud, man. You've got a wife and kid at her. And I can't be laughing <laughs> during the emotional breakdown. Movie. You've ruined it. The movie's done. Ah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. done. And credits. <laughs> Actors couldn't keep it together. <laughs> they just kept laughing. So like, we just got to end it. <laughs> no, I mean you, man. All the drinking, the drugs. The sex. The sex. you want me to read it? No, no. Sure. Okay, wait. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex. Scott. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex for crying out loud. We got we to gotta use sense memory. <laughs> we got we to use a sense memory here. I want to think. I want you to think of. The first time a girl broke your heart, and then multiply Jesus that fuck. by your first childhood pet passing away. Oh. Well, so, I don't want to do that. <laughs> suck the life out of the room, why don't you? That was the whole point, so we could get through this Nothing. line about, like, coke and yeah. crap about Here. without laughing. <laughs> 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 Just gonna cut directly, <laughs> directly into a Beatles fucking movie. <laughs> keep all of this. I'm yeah. probably gonna keep all, all of this. Yeah. All right, all right, Scott. Scott, uh, focus. Go breaking your heart. <laughs> Childhood pain. I'm sorry. Uh, I have no help. Uh. <laughs> It's not even that funny. Quit playing <laughs> James with my bond. What? My I'm sorry. Golden Eye. No, I mean you, man. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex for crying out loud, man. You've got a wife and kid at home. <laughs> Look at me, man. Look at me. Matt grabs Jack by the face, his eyes too bleary to focus. Pathetic. <laughs> Trying to live in some kind 
rebel midlife crisis fantasy. You know, man, a man would be there for his family. I mean, I'm there for your family. I'm there for your wife. Oh, yes. <laughs> Anyone with their eyes halfway open can see that, Jack. But I guess that's not you, is it, Jack? Jack makes some kind of gurgling noise and passes out against the motel TV stand. Cut to a quick shot little sequence of Jack making a cup of coffee the following morning, which he slugs down through sunglasses as the band loads up the van <laughs> for the last tour stop at The Venue in Denver. Oh, man. Consummate professional just going through Desmond and I not being able to keep, <laughs> able to keep it the fucking going. It's not, it wasn't even a bad accent at all. It was fine. No, no, it, was no, like, it, just... like, it took so much to get there. <laughs> no, it's great. Mac... J- Mac joins him. How you feeling, mate? <laughs> Mac MacArthur. He's, he's, Mac MacArthur is now a prequel sequel remake legend. He's like one of our all stars. Like you know, you come into the prequel sequel remake restaurant, and he, you got he, like us next to Mac MacArthur, like signed uh, autograph. Okay, wait, wait, Scott, can you do the rest of his voices in a really bad Italian accent? <laughs> The rest of his lines. <laughs> like, I want you to be making the hand motion while you're doing it. I want it to uh, do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Mac joins him. How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, it's great. Keep it going. You got it, buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is probably so entertaining. Bunch of grown men for no reason just can't keep it together over fucking like subpar accents. Oh man, it's, it's become more. Get ready. Uh, it's become more than that. Uh, uh, teaser, teaser here. I'm, I, there's, I'm going. My Diddy in Diddy Kong in my Mario Bros thing has an Irish accent. It's gonna be me doing an Irish accent. For all of Diddy's lines. Oh my god, that's great. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> How are you feeling, the mate? <laughs> oh, okay. So, nah, I'm supposed to be the one not to laugh. <laughs> uh, none too good, compadre, but I'll live. Well, listen, man, you have just got to get through it tonight, and then you're done. But you gotta be on it tonight, okay? And no drinking, and no drugs. Denver's a big record executive hub. (laughs) If we play our jams right, uh, there's a good chance that we'll get picked up. Mac, buddy, relax. We're gonna rock the house. Catch the spotlights on the stage. Jack is finishing up another one of his harmonica solos as the band plays out one of their last few notes of the night. Thank you, Denver, and have a happy Jack fucking Frost Christmas or whatever. It's December 22nd. (laughs) After the show, the band gets pulled aside into a super VIP lounge area where they sit down with big-time record executive John Katzman, Brian Cranston who has the waiter pour everyone a jag or two of some fine booze. <laughs> the only way to have it. Yeah, you gotta have your jag. <laughs> Jagged. Really, boys? 
Fantastic work. The whole dad rock thing with the holiday theme. Beautiful stuff. I really think there's a home here for you at Medford, Colorado Records. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of like a slow burn. <laughs> uh, Jack slugs down the nice booze quickly, his legs shaking. Easy there, tiger. Anything else I can get for you? Jack then excuses himself to the bathroom, and John Katzman leads in closer to Mac. Tell me. How much do you need him? Well, uh, I mean, the band is named after him. <laughs> Look, uh, anyone with their eyes halfway open can see you guys are carrying this bum. A desperate loser junkie. I mean, yeah, we've got our issues, but Jack's my friend. <laughs> there are no friends in this business. Besides, you're not really his friend, are you? Oh, don't act so surprised that I do my homework. It's not fair that he should have all that while you're left out in the cold. The wife, the kid, instant family. So close, and yet so far. John sits back into his chair, relaxed now. Listen, I want to help with your little problem, Mac. On Christmas, why don't you guys come up to my cabin for a, a little celebration gig? And if Jack, somehow, gets turned around on the road, doesn't show up, no big deal. Everybody gets what everybody wants. John raises his glass. To more money. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Christmas Day. Mac is driving the blue Chevy with the red tour van in tow. Jack is riding shotgun and ranting in between bumps of snow. This is going to be a great gig, man. This is going to be a great gig. We're going to blow it apart. He's going he's gonna to have to remodel when we're done, man. I'm telling you, this is the one. I'm telling you, this is a good thing. Mac is a million miles away when he sees the turnout up ahead. So, when do you want me to pull over? Right now, over here. What am I, crazy? I got a great wife, got a great kid. I'm not living this life anymore. I'm gonna go home. Mac pulls over and cancels the gig so Jack can go home to be with his family. <laughs> the band is suspiciously excited about this after being on the road for hours <laughs> Thank en, route, you. <laughs> en route to what should be a career-making gig. That's because they're going to the gig, and Jack is not. <laughs> but Jack is so jacked up, he doesn't notice anything. He just starts to walk down the snowy mountain road, muttering directions to himself. <laughs> Max swallows a lump in his throat and calls out to Jack, extending the car keys his way. Jack! Jack! Why don't you take the car? Storm clouds begin to darken the horizon as the blue Chevy and the red van goes their separate ways. Alexander Ebert's Truth begins playing when a Cadillac parked just out of sight on the shoulder switches its lights on and begins to tail Jack's vehicle. As Jack reaches the pass, it begins to snow harder. The windshield wipers stop and Jack bangs on the dashboard. The Cadillac kills its headlights and pulls up closer to the bumper of Jack's car. The driver is revealed to be Tony McGregs. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, this is what you hath wrought, Jack Frost! 
As Jack Frost comes to a particularly icy hairpin turn, Tony accelerates ever so slightly as to push the bumper of Jack's car. Jack starts to lose control of the car as the wheels spin out on the ice. He tries to correct the wheels, but he has no traction. He loses control, and the momentum pushes his car through the guardrail and over the cliffside. Camera slowly tracks back and upwards on the snowy road as credits begin to roll. The end. Yes! Very good. Great tie-in. Yeah. Great tie-in. Did your homework and pointed out some things that were very, very interesting to me. I gotta say, I really did a lot of specific homework for this movie. <laughs> Yo, you kept naming the dates. All, and all, these, all the dates all are the accurate. Small towns. All, the, all the dates are accurate to the tour dates listed in the, in the original movie. God, you always find the like thing in the background and then zero in on that. And all the names of the the venues are real places and those you know bar venues where they might have actually played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty accurate. Well. It's the most I've ever laughed at a prequel sequel remake yeah. installment. Yeah, that was um, almost true. He did get in a nice little, little laugh fest. I, yeah. I'd also like to note we are all sober. This is not aided by anything. No, no, we're really not like fucked up or anything. No, so that was just, just having a good old that was time. Just pu- that was just you know frivolity. Uh, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton that could be Billy Bob Thornton and the Boxmasters story oh, for yeah. all you know and if you haven't seen the, the, the Billy Bob Thornton and the Boxmasters meltdown just go look that up just watch mm. that whole video mm. yeah once I cast him in this I couldn't stop just putting him in that place in the original <laughs> movie I mean it was like uh, it's not a far cry fucking from, retcon from, yeah. yeah could have been him could have yeah. definitely been could've him definitely could have been, been fucking nasty if it was yeah. but yeah. could have been yeah. yeah, I don't know what parent would have taken their kid to that. <laughs> well, well not a lot of parents took their kids to this one, so no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they, they shouldn't. Either. Yeah. What are the stats? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's let's, let's yes. Let's, let's wind it up here. Critics score eighty five percent. If this wasn't so fucking accurate, I'd hate it. But it is, so I love it. <laughs> Futt Buckerson, Critics Corner, The Lancet. Audience score hundred percent. This met and exceeded all my expectations for a Jack Frost prequel. Corby Yabu Bay, Two Fingers, Texas. Budget, typical Coen Brothers affair. Expected gross profit, typical Coen Brothers affair. <laughs> Actual gross profit, typical Coen Brothers affair. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> yeah, like, it makes its money back, but, you know. Trivia. Every day on set, over 50 pounds of butter were used to make Billy Bob Thornton look less greasy. That's it. Oh, that's uh, When you talk about him, like, screwing the waitress, like, just buy some, like, Christmas Ugh. stuff, it's like, yeah, it was like, poor Lauren Graham, who had to simulate sex with him in Bad Santa. Yeah, Howie like, Berry, total, too. Total, like, uh, like, gorgeous woman, just this fucking rotting corpse of man. <laughs> there you go. There you go again, Molly. There's me slandering people. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Well, right, well, so wow, we had like a raucous good time in this. Yeah, prequel. we did. We did. Um, um, let's hope uh, you know we just uh, continue that uh, on into our sequel. Yes, yes. Uh, this week, which has been penned by me, Peter. It was Peter me. Hunter, <laughs> motherfucking right. Peter. I, right. I have to admit, I didn't know until now. I yeah. Didn't look at the doc. I'm, right. I can't wait for the day where we get it wrong and two people do the same thing. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. I, I, yeah, it's like, <laughs> wow, guys, <laughs> gotta step it up. Yeah. I consider myself a dorky dude, and it's like I almost daily am reminded. It's like, man, not even that. <laughs> no, there's right, another. Like, holy shit. There's another degree, and it's fucking worse. I know. What's uh, but what's worse? You know, being like this, like 
midweight, you know, nerd or like going all the fucking way with it. I mean, you know? I, I guess you know there's I mean? bad like, examples of like, both. Of all. Because like, yeah. And that's true, but like you look at like, well, there's not going to, you know, you know, some Comic Con style nerd documentary. Yeah, they're not going to go after like your mid mid range nerds. You know, some guy no. who's got a casual no. interest in something. You're going to go for the people who are like, these oh, it's hardcore things, and then they create their own little market for themselves because they're that obsessed with it. I don't yeah. know. Like documentaries are made about outliers, Scott. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, look at these outliers, and then look how much we all relate to it. We're not so different, are we? Yeah, you know, because yeah. we're not. So well, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Also, documentaries are also like pre-fashioned ahead of time with like a narrative that is based upon like you know it, it's the same story that you get in the regular movie you just get it in like the real world movie but yeah scott we get it you have a film degree well let me let me explain something about the male gaze no no i'm not gonna okay, yeah. but uh go ahead peter uh, of, let's get <laughs> actually bringing up male gaze is very appropriate for this movie so um i'd like to say i on purpose only spent about an hour writing this i had a, i came back and looked at it a couple times but one le- the late, late night um, produced this. So, um, enjoy. Was there a rosé involved? There might have been a rosé. Or two. One or two. All, All right. right um, title, Jack Frost 2, Freshman Year. <laughs> Tagline, the world's coolest dad is now the coolest roommate. Fuck off. Alternate <laughs> tagline, fun. <laughs> Directed by National Lampoon Presents. Yeah, that's the director. It is. Yeah. No. Oh. It is. Check that. Check really? it. Check, check her IMDb. <laughs> that's the person's legal name. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon National Lampoon. Sharon National. Lampoon. Oh man. Really? <laughs> no. Yeah, sure. No. Okay, the National okay. Lampoon was a magazine in the East Coast, and then it became like a sketch comedy thing, and then a movie thing. And then it's just fucking come on celluloid. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly that, but it's not far off. Yeah. Boner comedies. <laughs> All right, Peter. Uh, <laughs> All that being said. <laughs> Synopsis. A MIDI version of My Own Worst Enemy by Lit plays in the background as to avoid rights issues. It was an average night at Party University, USA. Charlie Frost had a fruitful evening at the freshman mixer. Capped off by a certain proposition from Jessica Jones. That's right. Captain of the JV volleyball team, Jessica Jones was in his dorm room. Needless to say, Charlie was pretty stoked. You want a little nightcap, Jessica? I got my bro in physics to snag me a bottle of Canadian mist. Oh my god, Charlie, that's so sweet of you. Charlie gingerly removes the Canadian mist bottle from the freezer in his dorm mini fridge. It was still piss warm, but it's the thought that counts. So you, Canadian mist is so bad that you can fucking put it in the freezer and it would still taste warm. Like, ah, it's, um, that's a smoky aroma. No, no, yeah, no, no. yeah, it's it's bad. Um, as he reaches for the ice tray, he swears he could hear a harmonica in the distance, but he shakes it off as pre-virginity jitters and pours a jag of booze for his lady friend. Oh, thanks. Um, could you drop a few ice cubes in here? I like my mist cold. Jessica winks seductively. Charlie obliges and pops open the ice cube tray. The cubes rocket out of the cup as if rejecting the Canadian mist on principle. The ice circles around the room until they join together into a small male figure. An ice man, if you will. Jessica storms out of the dorm room in a panic. 
Charlie stares at the puddle of Canadian mist soaking into the carpet, a perfect metaphor for his now squandered opportunity to lose his virginity. Well, buddy, I thought she would never leave. <laughs> it was the voice of celebrated actor John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the intro. Like, oh, celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was the voice of celebrated actor John Leguizamo. But where was it coming from? Hey, over here, pally. It was the ice cubes? Hey there, slugger, it's me, your dad, Jack Frost. Charlie passed out cold. Ice cold. In the morning... Charlie wakes up to the familiar sound of bacon frying. Jack has fashioned a tiny frying pan out of a Coors lid, and he's using Charlie's MacBook charger as a heat source. Seriously, those things get fucking hot. Ah, good, you're up. You want some breakfast? I actually can't eat anything, but man, you can't beat the smell of it. Jack explains that he decided to ditch the afterlife because it was, and I quote, Wicked fucking boring. The boys upstairs decided that it would be alright for Jack to return to the realm of the living, as long as he only took the form of frozen water. Which is funny, because I was already cool as hell. (laughs) So I figured, what better place to spend my third chance on Earth than with my dear old son Charlie? He protests, but Jack insists that he's father, and father knows best. Charlie's friends don't take to the talking ice cube man right away. <laughs> this looks, this like in my mind, I'm envisioning it so awkward looking. Like, I'm yeah. ice, fucking ice. I even snow. What the no. fuck is that, dude? What the fuck is that? Yeah. Dude, I'm about to break them apart and make fucking drinks. Fucking, <laughs> fucking frost astronaut. If only I could find alcohol on this fucking campus. I'm not of age. Uh,. Don't take to the ice cube man right away. Slowly but surely, he grows on them. Clerks at liquor stores sell him beer for some reason, most likely out of fear. He's a hit with the ladies, and he's always the coolest dude in the room. Charlie tries to ask out Jessica again, but Mr. Frost swoops in and totally does that thing where he thinks he's really helping you, but in actuality he's making you look less appealing for having such a douche for a friend. Also, he's a talking pile of ice cubes, and most people just won't get over that. The next day, Jack catches Charlie and his friends taking marijuana hits off of a hookah because movies still haven't figured out what bongs are. (laughs) We went to that length for Pineapple Express. Yeah, okay. After making some stupid comment about how weed was much stronger in his day, Jack takes a fat hit. Unfortunately, inhaling all the hot smoke into his ice cube body causes Jack to melt away due to reasons of science. Brock really inspired me last week with all the science. I was like, oh yeah, the facts. The science exists. Yeah, I fucking love it. You fucking worship it. Yeah, you fucking bow down. You fucking wear, you know, a smock because you don't want to. You're gonna get fucking dirty, and you want to make sure that when you're wafting, you don't just go over and smell the beaker of the science liquids. You waft it towards your face so you just get a hint in case it's dangerous. It's chemicals. Be careful out there, guys. Science is going to kill you. Go ahead, Peter. (laughs) Uh, Jack melts away due to reasons of science. One of Charlie's friends has an over-the-top reaction to this because weed. While Charlie claws at the spot in the carpet where his father once was. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost you again, Dad! The next morning, Charlie has accepted his father's fate. While he's down in the dumps, Jessica empathizes with him and asks him out to be her date for the Arthur Fonzarelli Memorial Kegger that night. It's so hard to say Jessica. Jessica? Yeah. Jessica. You don't want to say Jessica. it. It's a beautiful that name. A re- beautiful re- name. Though. Yeah, it's a very, very beautiful name. Uh, it's just you I, saw through me immediately. It's just because I called that girl Jessica in the Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian episode. Jessica. Jessica. 
By the way, uh, this is a total side note. We were watching um, one of these like food competition shows, and like the chef, this guy, he is like absolutely. Um, uh, uh, damn it! From Venture Bros, is the guy with the big head. Billy Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is exactly Billy Christmas and talks just like him. And <laughs> he's got his neck pulled back and everything, big head. And it's like, <laughs> holy fuck, are they basing that fucking character off of this fucking weird chef? <laughs> like, anyway. turkey's machine. Okay, good. Get started. Uh, Charlie claws at the spot in the carpet where his father once was. Uh, the next morning, okay, Charlie's accepted. He's going out with Jessica to the Arthur Fonzarelli Memorial Kegger. That's where we are. All right. At the kegger, things are getting pretty stereotypical. College students are grinding up on each other. Some dude is passed out in the corner with sharpie dicks drawn all over their face. A group of girls go streaking because it wouldn't be a college boner comedy without unprompted nudity. Also, Walk the Dinosaur is playing just so Desmond doesn't get to sneak that shit up on me later in the uh, episode. We believe he does. Uh, yeah. No, there's no guarantee that it won't. <laughs> Which, which I will say is like I'm, I'm not gonna come out in complete defense of that song because as Peter pointed out to me, it's like in like the third iteration First. of the of the chorus, they just like turn walk the dinosaur into kill the dinosaur, and it's like what? Uh, what is, why did why was the, why did you switch it? It's the it's the chorus. Why on earth would you do that? I never listened to the song that far. <laughs> yeah. I did the other day, and I heard it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, mm. yeah. So you know. Not so cool anymore, is it? It's not. Yeah. So, anyways, walk the dinosaur. I don't think it ever was cool. <laughs> no, uh, is, uh, hey, not as notice. cool as Jack Frost. My sense no, of humor exactly. is extremely facetious. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, I, 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 I get it. I fucking get it. All right. <clears throat> Charlie is immediately offered a beer bong made out of a human skull or a Pikachu or whatever sight gag production approves that day, but he turns it down. He doesn't want to say anything stupid to mess up his chances with the Jessica Jones. He asks his buddy if anyone has seen her. Someone mumbles something about the kitchen and the ice luge. Yes. Uh, yes. Something, <laughs> something sinks in the pit of his stomach. He saw his father melt to death before his very own eyes. He couldn't possibly be. The scene in the kitchen was all the answer Charlie needed. Oh, no. What sat before him could only be described as a non-Euclidean job of the hut carved out of ice, but with a mouth of a certain blues harmonica player. <laughs> <laughs> and that mouth was locking lips with none other than the Jessica Jones. Ah! Your fucking lips are gonna get all frozen on there. Dad, what the fuck? Hey, hey, buddy. Uh, didn't know you were coming to the party. Uh, <laughs> uh, you want a Jager bomb? No, I don't want a fucking Jaeger bomb. I want to know why you're pretending to be dead and what you're doing making out with my girlfriend. Uh, Charlie, we were never really dating. Look, I know we weren't. It's just an easier shorthand and I'm pissed off, okay? Honestly, buddy, you were kind of a total square. You were bumming me out more than those gripe masters up in heaven. Glad they kicked me out. Kicked you out? I thought you were allowed to come back. Forcibly removed, allowed to leave on my own volition? Who really cares? You seem to care when mom started dating again. She needs to keep it in her pants. She was loose then, and she's loose now, and I'm glad I fucking died to get away from her. Holy shit. This sends Charlie into what can only be technically described as a rampage. He knocks over beer bottles everywhere. He yells at people who don't deserve it, and then he grabs the ice pick. Oh, okay, Charlie boy. Uh, let's not do anything too crazy. It's, it's just a dame. The unironic use of the word dame finally drives him over the edge. He starts stabbing at his father luge with all his might. Giant chunks of horrid ice sculpture are sent shattering onto the table below. The crowd looks on in horror at what in most contexts would just be described as a really long-winded way 
of destroying an ice luge. After a few feverish minutes of ice picking, the luge is totally disassembled. A tiny piece of what can only be described as lips looks up at Charlie. Buddy, we can still work this out. Charlie screams and grabs a nearby magic bullet. He crams as much of his father into the bullet as possible and covers it with vodka. The magic bullet technology purees Jack into a delightful frozen beverage while only using one-third the counter space of a traditional blender. Ice and vodka? <laughs> oh, man. I totally thought we were talking in metaphor. We're talking about an actual magic yes. bullet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, he takes off... When you, the- talk, when you think about it in, in outside of... The- anyway, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. yeah, no, I get you. No, it's the product. It's the as-seen-on-TV <laughs> blender. Um, it's a great blender. He takes it's off the convenient blender. blender attachment and adds the new limited-edition easy-pour spout lid. Available now. And you'd use the Amazon affiliate link. <laughs> Buy the fucking thing. Yeah. yeah, don't forget that. Yeah. yeah. You puke. Do it for your family. <laughs> he tips back the glass. He chugs his father. He chugs him to death. That's fucked. <laughs> I have a few ideas where you might he's be gonna get this. He, he's yeah. going to be getting such a brain freeze from that because that is a lot of ice going down the gullet at once. I'm just yeah, going to say it. Exactly. Hey, cool. He better hold the, his tongue to the roof of his mouth and, and quell that quell that <laughs> ice cream headache real quick. It does work. It does well, that's work. the only way to go. Yeah. It's not uh, great, but it works. Charlie drops the glass to the floor and lets out a deep breath. The whole party stares at him in a cutting silence. He locks eye with Jessica, who slowly nods. No. Murdering your father and the ice luge is a definite party foul. Suddenly, Charlie feels a terrible pain in his lower abdomen. He lurches on the floor. The world goes dark. No one tries to help him. Jack Frost, too, everybody. Um, not done yet. There's more. Uh, <laughs> hours later, the fog lifts from Charlie's eyes. He can just barely make out what's in front of him. Fluorescent lighting, an IV drip, a man in scrubs. Mr. Frost, you've had quite the ordeal this evening. Whatever you drank, it totally shredded both of your kidneys. It would be remarkable if it wasn't so appalling. Lucky for you, we happen to have a car crash victim earlier this morning who's a perfect match. The doctor gestured to an igloo cooler in his room. Restarting surgery shortly. The doctor left. Charlie tried to say something, but his jaw didn't budge. He could barely move his head, let alone speak. Where had he gone wrong? Perhaps it wasn't right to reject his father's attempts at reconnection. Then again, his father was a malevolent snow spirit who fucked up his only chance of having sex with Jessica Jones. Still, it might have been wrong to try and drink him to death. Next time he gets a hold of some ice cubes, Charlie thinks he's going to have a good heart-to-heart with his dad. But then, the cooler starts suddenly shaking from side to side. The lid catapults off and embeds itself in the ceiling. Charlie boy, you didn't think a little drinking would do in your dear old dad, did ya? A single icy foot steps out of the cooler, followed soon by another, and a torso, two muscular arms, and a classically handsome face. Gonna take more than a little ice luge puree to put Papa Frost out. That's the thing about water, buddy. It never really goes away. Sure, it evaporates, gets pissed out. Hell, you can even fuck in it. But it never ever goes away. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you can. <laughs> you can. No one. It's, yeah. not gr- it's not great. Spoiler alert: No one really likes that. <laughs> it's just like mm. I can see it as something to try, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> bucket list. But. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you, know, like, you have a lame list. bucket list of having <laughs> sex in water is even like on it. You're just coming after people today, Des. 
You've just alienated all of our audience that wants to have sex in water. Hey, fuck all of you. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't want you listening to me. <laughs> oh my god. Bitches. Uh, it never goes away. Uh, the muscular ice arm reached into the cooler and pulled out the small shriveled organ. You know what shit goes away, though? Functioning kidneys. Oh, boy. Jack... <laughs> <laughs> That's that turn I needed. Jack uh, looms over Charlie, holding the vital organ just above his face. With his other hand, he fuddled with Charlie's food tray. Could have had a good thing, kid. Could have gotten to all types of hijinks. Could have gotten you laid. You know how many venereal diseases I got in my years playing the blues? Dozens. But now, you don't got any of that. Not even the crabs. Crabs is my favorite. You, my boy, get to die of kidney failure. Jack crushes the kidney and flings the spotty mess into a nearby trash can. He plucks a carrot off Charlie's untouched food tray and shoves it into the socket where his nose should be. You know, if you put that on ice, it might be all right. Jack cackles and walks out of the hospital, unimpeded. Charlie closes his eyes, and in one fleeting moment, he can just barely hear harmonica music. But he heard nothing. Charlie Frost was dead at 19. The end. Yeah. Almost feels like the end of a Saw movie. I imagine the You're Saw right. theme music playing. Oh, it's definitely Game playing. over. That was great. Yeah. Uh, 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 killed his son. You know, it's hey, like Shakespeare he, or something. He tried to kill him first. He tried, he drank him. I like the idea of Jack, you can't, you can't fucking get rid of Jack Frost. No, you can. He's going to be sleezing his way into, <laughs> through the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as soon as kid gets out of fucking, you know, as soon as kid turns 18, <clears throat> hey, he's an adult now. He's on his fucking own. It's time for daddy to show up and start sleezing around on his fucking much younger yeah, right. <laughs> son's age fucking ladies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Real scumbag. Yeah. He's fucking macking, you know, uh, Gabby retired to Florida or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or, or South America as, as uh, Jack Frost uh, alluded to in the movie. It was, is winter there are summers the their winter I love how you had prequel and you had sequel near you had invited back Michael Keaton no well I just he's thought too, Billy Bob you he's know too good for this <laughs> too good for Jack Frost yeah he was too good for Jack Frost one apparently so he's all over it the John Lake was almost too good for Jack Frost too. Well, Jack Frost doesn't have a carrot nose. I mean, now now he does. Yeah. But, but I actually, there was something I, I forgot to bring up earlier about how much I hate that fucking puppet. Is that yeah. the, the quintessential snowman has a fucking has carrot, a carrot nose? Yeah. yeah. They will not do they, that. They wanted it to be different from Frosty. That's why they did it. It's not different from Frosty. It comes under, to life. Look, <laughs> happy birthday. Look, I understand. <laughs> no, but like visually, he's different. Frosty always has a carrot nose. So if you want to franchise out your snowman, Wait, no, no, no. I don't nose. think Frosty has a carrot nose. Frosty has like a no, button nose. He has it's a button oh, nose. He does, he does have a button nose. button nose. He does have a button nose. Frosty doesn't have a carrot. No, we just imagine there's, that. There's no reason other than um, like ease of effects based things to not have the nose of be a carrot. Uh, it's just because it would get in the way, you know what I mean? Like these are the hard, nose. these are the hard-hitting questions. You know, I, I just address. think that that's probably why they opted out of it. I don't think it's good. I think they should have had it. Yeah. I think the whole thing about like Jack Frost nipping at your nose—that's the—that's that—is that the origin story of Jack Frost? That one line in that song—is it the only time it comes around? Is there more 
to the lore. Jack Frost Jack is the Frost? embodiment of like snowfall, right? That's yeah. like the actual Jack yeah, Frost yeah. character. It's like he brings the, winter. He brings the winter man, but, you know. No, winter man. Oh, good. Uh, okay. uh, I forgot. Uh, he's yeah. one of the elements. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is about I don't know. Like, you know, he, is he like is he like a tooth fairy status, or is he like what's Jack Frost's deal? I know he pops up one of those fucking rude. No, I think that they just made up Jack Frost for this movie. You know, based on a couple lines from a fucking song. No, Jack Frost is a character. Yeah, Jack. You think he's an actual character? No, I don't think he is. No, no, he's not. He's a like a he's like a sprite that brings winter. Jack Frost is a thing. That's a thing. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. he's like a little like 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 wintry elf thing. Yeah, he brings and like winter. he's like wait, is an elf? <sighs> yeah, he breathes the snow and he's like he's why the, the fuck is he an elf? Why is he a snowman? <laughs> because because he's not. I mean, like because <laughs> the kid can't build a, an elf. Talk him off a bit. I mean, not talk <laughs> him off. Like, no, talk, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Wait a minute, a hold on a second. Yeah. Talk me off. <laughs> it's. Bro, your, your, your voice really needs to drop a bit. Literally, there's no connection wow, between... Wow, last thing in my search no. thing was Ted Cruz gross. <laughs> you don't need, you even, you don't need it, gross for that. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just go for Ted no, Cruz. No, there's a specific, a a specific picture I was looking yeah, for. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's only called Jack Frost because it's a wintry name. And it, it's public domain. That's right, it. right, right. That That's kind of what I figured. Yeah, no, there's no there's no there's Jack Frost from Rise of the Guardians. Oh, okay. He looks just like a snowman. Oh, God, Rise of the Guardians. Except he looks just like a teenage boy. With a friggin' sight. But speaking of teenage boys with sights. It's like death, really. More so than a fucking snowman. Speaking of sight, um, death. Well, winter does often bring death. Let's not forget that. Well, we're all out there enjoying our holiday nogs. No, and, no, no. Uh, the best frost was the, the skate claws. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> March short. Yeah. Oh, boy. Jeez. The, the hit uh, Santa Claus fucking film series yeah, with that, everyone's favorite wow, conservative. I, I forgot all about that. Rotten Tomato score. So, Audience 79%. Puts everything into perspective. Robert Durst, federal penitentiary. I like the tits. Burgeoning sexuality. Robert USA. Durst. <laughs> is that that guy from that documentary series? Yes, a fucking weird. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Who admitted to killing a bunch of people on camera? Yeah. Or on mic. Yeah, he yeah. did do that. He did do that. Yeah. Spoilers, but it was Spoilers. a really big news story. Yeah. Um, critics, thirty-five percent. National Lampoon is better than this. Old guard comedian who's upset he can't use his old racist bits anymore. Los Angeles, California. But shouldn't we be able to have a conversation? Shouldn't we all be able to gather and talk about things? I mean... Yes, but not the way Comedy. You. Old yeah. school comedy. But not the way you hey. were doing it. Hey, hey, it's a pushing Anyways, um... Budget. $85 million. Sequel can't have a lower budget than the original. Which, um, we didn't touch on enough. The first one cost $85 million. That's a lot of That's still a lot of money. The snowman's all, barely in half the movie. And they How got, did the movie they got, cost that much? They got ILM. Yes, and they Jim got, Henson. And then Jim Henson Studios. For that! For that! For that! <laughs> Come, Come on! Dude, there's, there, there's a pattern you could see between the integrity of Jim Henson Studios... <laughs> And Jim Henson's death. Mm-hmm. Oh, Post yeah. Jim Henson's yeah. death. Post a nineteen ninety one. Fun fact: yeah. talk shit on dinosaurs all you want, but that was like the last thing Henson worked on. Yeah, um, and the Ninja Turtle half, suits. Halfway. Yeah. Uh, uh, with dinosaurs and, and the TV show. With the, the TV show. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it wasn't going to be like anthropomorphized. Like they were going to be on all fours and shit, which is way more Henson and fucking cool. It is. Uh, but yeah, he died, and you know, we got what we got. But yeah, um, go to your doctors. Don't be yeah. thinking. You're so smart, you can't go to a doctor. It's happened to Steve Jobs, too. Go to your doctor. Who, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they just didn't go to their doctors. Well, they also had, like, debilitating diseases. Yes, but if they, they had gone to a doctor or yeah, earlier. Jobs did, I just have a thing that every time I go to the doctor, I'm like, I think something's wrong with me. And they're like, you're fine. 
I'm like, well, I guess I'm happy now. <laughs> like, I guess. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Expected gross profit, $890 million. Actual gross profit, $805 million. China loved it. Trivia! John Leg is... <laughs> John Leguizamo recorded his lines in 15 minutes in an airport bathroom. Kelly Preston was asked to reprise her role. She agreed. The producers were counting on her saying no and were just extending a courtesy, so they scrambled and gave her a cameo at the end. You can see her as party girl number three in the Ice Luge murder scene. H.R. Geiger was briefly brought back from the dead to design the Ice Luge Jack Frost. His original design featured 16,000 condoms and a metric ton of unflavored lubricant. It cost production $150,000. Shouldn't flavor. <laughs> no, it was cheaper. Uh, no real ice was harmed during the making of this film. And that's it. Yeah, One of those yeah. cutesy things they put at the end of the credits. Like, yeah. No one was wondering if ice was harmed. Yeah, but it's like, well, now you had me thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, no. It's like when they say, like, hey, there's no antibiotics in this chicken. It's like, why are you pointing that out? <laughs> I was hoping there wouldn't be. Well, you know, there are probably antibiotics in a lot of other chicken. You know? There probably is. Most. I mean, honestly. you know, when you consider the conditions. It's, know, um, yeah, you know. it's very illegal. They're hey, legally required to. Yeah. But anyways, hey, <laughs> not thinking about the food industry. Um, remake time. Yeah, we yeah. did the prequel. We did this... the sequel. And now we gotta do the remake! And here we go! Final installment of the show We got Desmond Ports being the portal To the remake I can't believe it It's the first time I Desmond Portal Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> Okay here we go Oh <clears throat> I'm on Remake, and the title is Hallmark Presents Jack Frost. Great. Mm -hmm. Director, George Clooney. Tagline, Hallmark Original Movies presents the true reason for the season in a harrowing tale about love, hope, and blind faith in God. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Synopsis. Negligent father and talentless jam band musician <laughs> Jack Frost, Bruce Willis, <laughs> Fish is a pathetic set in a dingy bar with a blues rendition of Walk the Dinosaur. Ah, I knew it. The tacky, tasteless sea of white, drunken faces goes wild for this less-than-stellar cover. Hey, thanks for coming out, folks. Uh, we're the Jack Frost Band. I'm Jack Frost. Don't mind the other guys here on stage. It's all me. <laughs> My band. <laughs> Okay, now I got a little something for you. Hope you like jazz standards. Jack pulls out a harmonica and begins playing in the most self-filating manner possible. This goes on for ten minutes. After the show, Jack sits at the bar enjoying a cold beer and a bowl of Chef Boyardee. He is then approached by his keyboardist and stupidly named best friend, Mac <laughs> MacArthur, Don Cheadle. You can tell Mac is the only black guy Jack knows by the cringy way he calls him brother and the overcomplicated fist bump handshake he initiates. Oh, God. We as an audience can tell this is probably going to be the only black guy in the entire movie. <laughs> Given that it's Don Cheadle, he's probably going to have some sage-like advice. Ah, Mac, my oldest and dearest friend. Great show tonight. They loved me. Yeah, they sure did. Say, didn't you promise your son that you'd be at his hockey game tomorrow? Ah, uh, why, yes, Mac. But his team is dog shit, so it's an easy miss. 
Also, it's Christmas. Uh, you can't break a promise to your son, man. Here, take my car and head home. We'll finish off these last tour dates without you. Ah, you're so wise, Mac. Thank you. Uh, not really. Just kind of basic decency to keep promises to a kid. Jack reminds us yet again that Mac is his oldest and best friend, since it isn't conveyed whatsoever through their awkward dialogue. <laughs> he grabs Mac's car keys and makes his way home. He speeds along the icy mountain road on his way back to his hometown of wherever the fuck Colorado. It's Medford. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't look that, that up, but now I know because I heard you mention it. I'm never going to forget Medford, Colorado after this. It's a very real place. It exists outside of this movie. Jack opens his glove compartment and grabs a beer. <laughs> Anytime is Miller time. I like how he never drinks in the movie. No. <laughs> we just made him a, a, awful a booze out. Jack takes his eyes off the road for a mere second as he goes for the glove compartment. And just like that, his car slides off a cliff and he careens to his death. Seemingly. Jack exits the vehicle, banged up a bit, but fine. Counting his blessings, he begins to make his way back up the hill to the road. Only to be trampled by an enraged bull moose and killed instantly. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, did someone get the license plate of that guy? And now here's something we hope you really like. One year later. I think you could surmise who that was, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Definitely. Maybe the kids won't. Maybe. One year later. Gabby and Charlie Frost, Demi Moore, and Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. Have had a difficult time adjusting to life after Jack's untimely death. Side note, do you know how close Charlie was to being Jonathan Lipnicki? Yeah, it really shows Very. like when we grow up. Like, that, how, when yeah. we grew up, that, when, how much that guy puffs. Hey, guys, puffs you remember up. Jerry Maguire and Ugh, Jerry yeah. Maguire? Jerry Maguire fucking shit. It's, it's a fucking it. terrible movie. I thought it was not good. I kind of liked it. I know. And that's fine. I respect your opinion, Peter. That's fine. You like some movies I don't like. And this is true. Yeah. Sometimes we don't like the movies that each other likes, and sometimes we do like the movies that each other likes. But we've only disagreed on like two episodes of this show. Yeah, well, <sighs> we haven't done Jerry Maguire yet. No. <laughs> I'm not no, we're, we're not doing that. If you want to get Game of Tunes Volume 2, then do Jerry Maguire, because I'm going to negate that assignment. <laughs> I'm not writing that anything would, for Jerry that Maguire. That would be funny if we all just ignored the movie and just did whatever Ugh, we wanted. Fuck I could that. do Wormwood 2. Yeah. Hey, uh, discussions, you know, live. Live, uh, live on the air. Anyway. Gabby and Charlie Frost, Demi Moore, and Jonathan Lipnicki have had a hard time adjusting to life after Jack's untimely death. He had no life insurance policy, or money at all, for that matter. <laughs> but being the breadwinner, Gabby is completely stable financially. Charlie is withdrawn from his friends during his grieving for a father that left him nothing but shitty studio demo tapes. One day, Mac brings a box full of Jack's old stuff. Gabby takes the box, once again reminding how Jack and Mac were best friends, then closing the door in his face promptly. She brings Charlie uh, the box to look through. What are you doing, Charlie? I'm writing a letter to God, asking him to bring Dad back. Gabby gives him the most condescending awe look possible and leaves the room. Charlie looks through the box and finds Jack's old harmonica, taken from Jack's dead, trampled fucking body. <laughs> Charlie remembered how his dad, usually when intoxicated, would claim that the harp would have magical properties. Charlie starts crying and shit and goes to build a fucking snowman, <laughs> dressing it in Jack's old clothes like a kind of creep. <laughs> he sticks the old harp in its mouth. A tear rolls down Charlie's cheek. Then a punch of twinkling magic shit happens. Boom! Sentient snow guy! Happy birthday! Hey there, Charlie. It's me, your dad. 
I've come back to make everything right. Isn't this fucking great? If you're my dad, prove it! Jack begins to sing a god-awful rendition of Under the Boardwalk. Charlie looks visibly annoyed, but believes him. The two embrace. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't there, Charlie. Uh, maybe, maybe if you weren't so terrible at competitive sports and didn't have a shitty penis head white boy haircut, oh my I, God. I wouldn't have felt the need to relive my 20s with my crappy band. Still, I love you too, Dad. Gabby watches from inside, confused. She pours herself another glass of wine and goes back to watching the Sabrina reboot. That's just so dark and gritty. <laughs> hey. It's pretty good. Uh, not as good as Riverdale, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Charlie and Jack then spend the day reconnecting. They snowball fight, sled race. Jack even shows him all the cool shit snowmen can do, which is absolutely fucking nothing, but whatever. Who cares at this point? Insert snowball testicle joke. Jack, all, uh, Jack also shows Charlie how to shoplift, sketch on a skateboard, and siphon gas. They even steal restaurant ketchup together. <laughs> uh. After a full day of father-son time, the two make their way home. In a forested area, the two are confronted by a bully. Ah, little Charlie Frost, all alone in the woods with this snowman. Fork over the cash, twerp. Now stop lashing out on me because you don't have a dad, Ethan. Dude, I have two dads, and they're fucking awesome. <laughs> I just hate little twerps. Time to die. Now come over here so I can kill you. <laughs> The bully brings up how to switchblade. <laughs> Jack then activates his deadeye mode, pulling out a concealed six-shooter and fanning the hammer, blowing the bully away and decorating the freshly fallen snow with his blood. Yippee Kaye, Mavis Beacon. <laughs> Jack then shows <laughs> Jack then shows the panic Charlie how to properly butcher and dispose of a dead body. Oh, this is the God. best vacation. <laughs> this is the best Christmas vacation ever. Charlie thinks to himself. The two head home. Charlie devises a plan to introduce Snowman Jack to Gabby. We'll have you pose as my tutor. Gabby comes home to oh. find your son. Oh my God! I, I just get I, Kazam called. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. His tutor. Yeah. Hey, he does have a doctorate. <laughs> I'm serious. He does. Shaq? Shaq? Yes. He's a PhD. Yeah. He's a PhD. In what? Fucking. Um, it's edu- a pretty it's huge, education. Uh, it's an no, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I would just say I would be wow. surprised if it was opposite of that. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Gabby comes home to find her son inside at the dining room table with a fucking snowman melting and completely ruining, ruining her hardwood floors. Charlie, what the fuck? <laughs> Mom, I can explain. This is my new tutor. Gabby looks at the melting snowman. <laughs> the fuck he is? Charlie, cool it. Gabby, it's me. Jack sings under the boardwalk again, and everything becomes clear. (laughs) My God, Jack, it's it's really you. I always knew you would manifest as a snowman one day. We could be a family again. (laughs) We could be a family again. Unfortunately, I'm tired of being made of fucking snow. So yeah, I'm gonna kill you both and take your soul energy and craft myself a final form. Yeah, you could call me Perfect Frieza. Jack pulls out an axe and begins swinging wildly as Gabby and Charlie easily evade his swipe. They lock themselves in a pantry under the stairs. Jack hacks away at the door, splintering it. He looks through the hole. Here's Jackie! Gabby and Jackie juke the snowman and continue to flee. They hide behind the couch. The doorbell rings. It's Mac MacArthur! He lets himself in. Oh no. 
Hey, anyone home? Uh, I was just doing my daily check-in and saw a snowman running around with an axe in the window. Jack appears behind Mac and axes him in the back, killing him instantly. Jack... <laughs> Jack proceeds to chase his family into the boiler room that they now have in their house. Jack becomes less and less mobile as the heat melts him, until eventually cornering Gabby and Charlie. As he reaches out to grab Gabby with his stick arm, she hits the kill switch in her boiler steam release control panel. I don't know. <laughs> You're terminated, fucker! Steam erupts from a pipe, killing Jack once and for all. Charlie and Gabby emerge from said boiler room, relieved of a new lease on life. It's Christmas Day. The two go out to the front yard and make snow angels. John Leguizamo approaches, in a newsboy hat and a crutch. Yeah, God bless us. Everyone. Are you John Leguizamo? Johnny Legs smirks, then explodes into a cloud of smoke. Christmas miracles do come true. The end. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to be wished Merry Christmas by John Leguizamo. I was imagining there at the like in the next installment of yours, there's like um the uh, stick arm in like a glass tube. Oh, you it, know, like Miles oh, Dyson like, locking like, it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like another snowman comes back and he's yeah. goodbye. Yeah. Good guy this time. Yeah, Jack Strauss comes back. He's like, no, now I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, good now. Charlie's just like, he's like no way you had to you. teach you everything all over again? You're calling what? Dipshit? No problemo. Dickwad. Sorry, <laughs> a, a learning computer. I fucking love. T one and two. Most yeah. people fucking do. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're, yeah. they're they're some of the best. And I, I think wish, I think T uh, to, to, to sidetrack. I think T one gets the shit out of the stick. T one is awesome. Yeah, T one is really great. Yeah. Um, everything after T two, um, forgettable. Right. Yes, yes. Score critics forty seven and a half percent. Whatever. Audiences ninety nine percent. It's just so good to have a holiday movie that celebrates Christian values. Not since American Sniper have I been so moved on this holy day. Oh my god. All the who's down in Whoville. Budget, 30 million. Expected gross profit, all the dumb families that see this shit after Christmas dinner. Actual gross profit, all the dumb families that see this shit after Christmas dinner. <laughs> and that's it. Hey. hey. Well. Wow, guys. It's been a wow. resounding episode of Prequel, Sequel, Remake. Something that we thought we had no fodder for yeah. turned into be a, a joyous occasion. Yeah, yeah what do I you know a, about creativity? I, hey, I believed in Jack Frost from day one. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you fucking did yes, not. Yes, I did. I you totally were like, did. oh, God, no. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> That's totally just Peter's did. way of endorsing it, Desmond. You know, no. Like, yeah. I yeah, no. I endorsed Jack Frost in the beginning. I had that shit on the calendar back in like August. It's fine, yeah. whether or not we endorse it or not. I'm we, just we did it. It's done now. It I don't endorse this fucking stupid ass movie. Oh no, we don't no, endorse the no, movie. No, we endorse the, the episode about it. But we did a good job, guys. Yes. You know, we 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 came, we saw, we did the entertainment, we did. and we did it. And um um. And oh look, the snow's falling, and I think I'm hearing the reindeer, and it's just happening all again. It's really weird how early again. the reindeer. Why? Yeah. Why would the reindeer be on Peter's yeah. roof? Yeah. Uh, it's really weird that everybody thinks that this motherfucker can get everything done in one night. I think that's insane. Say like. Fucking yeah. like bust the door down with one yep. of those like and battering like, rams and, 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 and yep. like throws tear gas into the, the apartment. Santa's got an interdimensional portal. He just he's like Rick and Morty, like, <laughs> portal gun just from one house to the next. It's the only way you can do it. I'm sorry, you're not gonna be able to do it 
you know, come down through the chimney. And like, anyone see that on. Deadpool Rick shirt that was going around? In no. So cringy. That's pretty cringy. I made myself into a Deadpool, Morty. I'm Deadpool Rick. And just like, I know just the type of person, the person who's just like, this is fucking hilarious. And yeah. I don't like that person. But anyway. Happy yeah. holidays, everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay tuned for more holidays. Yeah, we might be us. back. Good night. We'll be back. James Bond will return. <laughs> <laughs>